0: Hello,
1: this is Randy Moon, lives and lives. welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round.
2: This is Beth, and in my songbird series, I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite songbirds today, the Cardinal.
3: This is Cole, and I will be continuing my series on our off-brand tourism.
4: And this is Sydney, and I will be starting my summer series on Disney attractions, beginning with the Jungle Cruise.
1: Very, very fun. But first, what holiday happenings do we have for the week? One we have, (laughs) (laughs) if I can be so bold to jump in, (laughs) is last night we we had a fun, socially distanced Bonfire with our friends last yeah. night.
2: First time we've gotten to see them in real life. Right. From a distance across a bonfire. But it was right. a lot of fun.
1: It was a lot of fun. And it was a per- perfect night for it. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Beautiful. out. Although it had been raining a lot the day before, so it took a while to get the fire going. <laughs> yeah. it took Which isn't a terrible thing when you no. live
2: in a pine forest.
1: <laughs> right. And we made we made Dole Whips The right. from the shared recipe from Disney. Mm-hmm. So that was very fun. And it was very good.
2: It was
4: still It was very good.
1: Although messy to make.
4: Yeah, It was a bit messy. And I think um, we liked having a bit more vanilla ice cream in than what they suggested. Yes. Right. Um, because we also like to pour the pineapple juice in it. So that it made it even more yeah. pineapple.
1: A lot of us like the swirl where it's vanilla and pineapple ice cream swirl together when we right. go to um, the Aloha Isle next mm-hmm. to the Tiki Room. So this... The way to kind of compensate, unless you want to try to make a swirl swirl yourself,
2: unless you have a, a soft serve <laughs> machine, <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: Is to um, put more vanilla ice cream in it. So that yeah, worked right. for us. Yeah. yeah. And the Andersons had gone to Disney World with us last year, so it they has, were familiar with it.
2: Had many uh, dollops with us. <laughs> <laughs> which they did. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. yes, several places. That's right. And they also brought um, a birthday gift for me, which was very nice. One of the gifts was uh, a, a nice fireworks um, little box that we set off in our backyard yeah safely we live in a pine forest so we picked a a spot that was like halfway between the two sides of the pines
4: but flat but But flat flat. yeah Yeah. and (laughs) put it
1: upwards straight upwards we got a level off to make sure it was gonna (laughs) go straight up and i'm very glad we did because those were big fireworks
2: yeah they were really neat yeah they were really colorful and big and it was good that we just had one box of them, though. Yes. Well, you had, had
1: more than one. We chose to do one. Right. Yeah. Yes. And I think it had 12, 12 or 16 different cartridges in it. it
4: and they really were different. Amazing. Like, you yes. think of, like, the, the um, Fourth of July fireworks and the different kinds that you'd yeah. see. You, we saw quite a bit.
1: Yeah, they had twirling ones. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any shaped ones like they do at Disney. So, you know, oh, well.
2: <laughs> it was a variety of colors. It was a variety of Some of them swirled up, some of them Mm -hmm. shot straight up, some of them buzzed once they were up in the air. It was really neat. It was very fun. So good job, Eric.
0: That's
3: right. For
2: purchasing the birthday fireworks. Yes,
3: that was nice. And then uh, this weekend that we're recording is our long Memorial Day weekend, which is lots of fun. Um, So some friends and I, um, 10 of us, you know, no more than 10 of us are having a cookout. At, uh, at our place tomorrow, so that will be fun—the first cookout that I'll be able to have after moving into this new place. So, we're getting hamburgers and steaks, and I bought a bunch of colossal shrimp. Oh, so. colossal! <laughs> colossal, yep. Are you gonna grill those too? Yep, I'm gonna grill all of those. Nice. So that'll nice. be that'll be a fun time. You'll be busy. Yes, grilling a lot. Grilling <laughs> a lot, um, which is we had. Uh, I have a I have a mini grill. So the host had originally wanted to have it at a different place and then have me lug my mini grill over to that <laughs> other place, but I was able to sell him on. Nope, let's just, <laughs> <laughs> let's just keep the let's
2: grill just keep bring it the here. people to the grill. Yeah. yeah,
3: That's a good idea. That sounds very fun.
2: And
4: on Facebook, it you know how Facebook pops up with the, oh, you know, this happened so many years ago. Well, I think this morning it popped up, um, oh, you, you know, this is what happened six years ago. And it was a picture of... Uh, a selfie that dad had taken of uh, me, uh, mom, you, and, and Cole in the airport going to Scotland.
2: Yep. Yep. I saw it the was same thing this so morning. so fun. Yeah. It's, it's like, just oh. a lot of fun to think. Oh, my goodness. Six years ago, we were heading over to Scotland. Yeah. What a fun trip that was. So, it was.
1: So, what is one fun memory from the trip that's a positive and what's one that's a negative?
4: Well, my favorite memory is going Sidney's. to... Sydney's. Lo- Yes, my, my Sydney's favorite <laughs> memory is going to Loch Ness. That was actually one of my um, suggestions to Dad. Dad had asked us before the trip where we wanted to go, different places, and I had said Loch Ness. There were there was a Scooby Doo movie about the Loch Ness, <laughs> yeah. and I was curious. So you had it in your head, <laughs> yes, I where did. the caretaker was going to be. That's and, right. Yeah. And to my dismay, there was no castle, just rubble. Yeah. Rubble of a castle, ruins. Yeah, because
3: it had been blown up
4: by by the Scottish (laughs) themselves. Probably
3: multiple times. Probably multiple.
4: Yes. So that was was, gorgeous. It was gorgeous. No Loch Ness monster. No even like mechanical Loch Ness Mm -mm. monster character wanted. None of those millions
3: of dollars in fake Loch Ness (laughs) (laughs) monster machinery that drives people in laser and animatronics. The Scooby
4: Doo (laughs) hands. Yep. So that was my favorite. I think I don't really have a. Like, A negative, but I would say that um, going to Edinburgh
0: mm-hmm. Castle, yeah,
4: it was very touristy, it had a lot of people. We, after going to like Sterling Castle and yeah. such, it just wasn't as um, enthralling, yeah. So, I think we had planned on going there another day, and after the first day, we were like,
2: <laughs> we'll go, yeah, we'll yeah. Go look at we found a lot else. of other
1: castles that had yeah. less people and were still very interesting. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. well, and it was, it seemed. Um, It seemed a little less genuine. Yeah, it was more touristy. But it was just so touristy Mm -hmm. that there were so many fun things that we saw. Yeah. I think for me, one of um, a fun, unexpected thing was um, when we were trying to decide what to do one day, and we ended up going, what was it called? To the hermitage. Yes. I did not want to go to the hermitage. Right. It sounded so boring. Right. It? And I really wanted to go. Because you thought there'd be like hermits and stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you have any free more references?
3: This is a colony of hermits. <laughs> <A> colony of hermits. <laughs> we'll go see the hermits.
2: So I really wanted to go. And so... Um,
3: Sydney was just like anthropologist over here dragging us all.
2: <laughs> so we ended up going. And it was so cool. It was very beautiful. Mm.
3: It was. It was like a fairyland.
2: It was like in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So
3: to give you yeah. reference, it was essentially just kind of dirt trails through forest, right? Beautiful. But forest, it was um, British forest, yeah. so it like the trees were more spread out, and there it was wasn't a lot of like underbrush. It there was, was a walk, lot of underbrush. It looked like them any. And... Um, if you've seen, like, a Robin Hood movie or, right. you know, anything like that or any kind of fantasy movie, that's what it looked
2: like. It reminded me of Lord of the Rings and some yep. of the... Because, yep. in fact, I think we actually played... Like, yeah, I, think I you actually got the Lord of the Rings music I did. out. because it felt like Middle <laughs> Earth. You got the Shire That's what it was, yeah. 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 It felt like Middle Earth. Yeah. And it was so beautiful. And it was so much different. I mean, we live in a forest. Yeah. And we've... We were raised in round forest, but this was just so neat. So, and then there was the waterfall. Yes, mm-hmm. multiple so, waterfalls,
1: but we found the, a big one that
3: was really pretty. We took a lot of pictures there. Yeah. And the so, bridge over it and a space where you climbed down yeah. underneath the bridge too, right. which right. was really neat. It
2: was just so cool. And there weren't people. No yes. Very few people. It was like, oh my goodness, this is so it was, was at thing.
1: It was going north from um, Sterling and it was like kind of on the way-ish towards the highlands. So it wasn't in a well-populated area.
2: Yeah, it should be. I mean, if people kn- only knew, if they only <laughs> knew, they would be they'd be there in droves. But I'm glad they weren't. So that was probably one of my favorite. Um, you know, and you think about one of the things I wanted to do. Sydney talked about Loch Ness. One of the things I wanted to do was see a frolicking lamb. Yes. And so I would say, I didn't have much many negative experiences there. It was just such an amazing place. Mm. But. Um, we watched many non frolicking lambs. <laughs> many, before, <maybe. laughs> many, many. Before we found the frolicking lamb, which I actually got a photo of mid frolic. Yeah. Yes. So it was pretty amazing, but many a non frolicking lamb, I was a little disappointed in so And many that was one of our last
1: opportunities to see a frolicking lamb. And we just happened to stop, stop. as we were going into the highlands on the way home from Loch Ness. Oh, it
4: was so beautiful. There was a
1: little memorial, and we said, yeah. well, well, we'll stop here and stretch our legs because we knew it was a couple hours to get through the highlands back to sterling and um it ended up being like this really nice memorial beautiful background with the highlands in the background and there were the sheep and the lambs
2: two little lambs yep. frolicking mm-hmm. they were frolicking
3: mm-hmm. you did you caught one mid frolicking yep. i think it's in a framed picture somewhere
2: it yeah. is yep and it's just it's amazing to me how many didn't frolic
3: <laughs> they were just i i was
2: and yeah. it was funny because that was my thing that I was see. It wanted was very against
3: the stereotype of it frolicking was. lambs. It
2: was. So those are my things.
3: Yeah, and I think my, speaking of lambs, I think my favorite memory is uh, it was just <laughs> fun to listen to the way that the British people, or Scottish people specifically, um, but the English people too, because I think this was. In England, when I was this I'm was like of.
4: border or just in. This yeah. was just in England. This because was at Hadrian's Wall. Mine, my, yeah.
3: my We each had something. Sydney's, lo- Sydney's was Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. Mom's was Rocking Lamb. Yeah. And mine was I wanted to see Hadrian's Wall, which is the wall that the Romans built between the limit of their empire <laughs> and, and the Scots. And the Scots. <laughs> um, but at Hadrian's Wall, it was it was cool, and they had a lot of like Roman. You know, information and, and stuff like And like some, right some small museums you museums yeah. can walk through.
2: And you actually could walk in the wall. Yeah. It you was,
3: you, could, walk it was you could touch everything. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't care. Yeah. Uh, but there were kind of large rolling hills right. there. Um, <laughs> that children decided to roll down. <laughs> and there was just sheep walking around. And there was sheep everywhere. Yeah. 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 All around. No fences. Just nope. walking around. Yeah. Nope. So um, there was... So, there was one point when a British, I want to say grandmother or mother maybe. It was a mother. It was a mother, yeah. Because yeah. Sydney remembers the story very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there were children rolling down the hill and the mother, uh, like, either shouted or loudly. Why don't you tell the story? Because I sure. I don't remember it. I don't think I was there.
4: Okay. Well, I just happened. There was, like, a family. They had little kids. I did not mean to, but I accidentally overheard this one mother. Apparently, one kid, like, rolled over and... In some poo. sheep poo, yeah. Yeah, and the mother all of a sudden said, you got poo on you, on your shirt, you stupid child. But she didn't say poo. <laughs> no,
0: she, said, she said the S word. Yes.
4: Yeah, it, it was just so out of the blue and so funny that
0: we, I related we still to laugh, somebody. We still, we still laugh about that. Yes.
3: Just the way that they, they would talk to us like their kids and stuff was funny. Yes. Like we were in a gift shop and... Yes. Uh, There was a grandmother and a little girl, and Mm. the little girl wanted something from the gift shop, and uh, the grandmother was like, you've just had a birthday. Don't be a greedy girl.
4: (laughs) (laughs)
2: They were just funny. It was just a neat culture, and just fun to just listen to what was around you.
3: And you know, it rained all the time. It did. Like a misty kind of rain. A misty kind of rain. Or sometimes more. But it's... Right, that is true. (laughs) Um, I, I did learn, now you mentioned that, I did learn to not worry about running as much through the rain from Scotland, because I would see the Scots just walking yeah, through the rain, they didn't care. and I was like, oh, I guess this isn't a big deal, <laughs> um, but I was just thinking, because I was thinking back to Scotland and Britain, because the stereotype is that it's like cold and rainy and dark, but... There is kind of just looking out over the highlands, there is a certain kind of... It has its own kind of romance when you oh, when you yeah. look at it. It, it does. Is, mm-hmm.
2: And there were lots of times that it, we, it, it was sunny. I mean, and beautiful. The highlands, it was gorgeous that day. The yeah. Hermitage, gorgeous that day. So we really did get a lot of really neat yeah. times there.
1: Yeah, one of the things I wanted to do um, that was one of my favorites, although there was many favorites for the whole trip, was to see a local theater production. Um, I, so I ended up, I was able to search online, um, even six years ago, and find a production that was called "The Whiskey Kisses. Whiskey yeah. Kisses, yes. the Water of Life. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we, wa- we went there, and it was like a nice little theater, and a bunch of old Scots. Yep. Um, yep. Men and women, you know, the husband and wives together, and they were having a great time too, because of their oh depiction. They, they love to make fun of themselves, and kind of like how... You know the Great Britain in general values its treasures and never wants to like do anything against the the uh, archaeological sites and that sort of thing. I
3: remember one scene where it was like a for the character was a foreigner um, and he was just like saying it was just summer a moment ago (laughs) because it just started (laughs) pouring rain and (laughs) the old people loved that joke. People in the audience laughed so hard. Yeah,
1: that was great. It was so much fun to see that and to see what they enjoyed it for the most part i think we got those jokes
3: too not yeah. all yeah. but for the, yeah. for the most part. i think it was good that we saw it after being in scotland for a little while yeah because yeah. we could yes. get get more of the jokes you could yes. catch on pretty quickly that's yeah. right
4: and um they even had like a whole song yes about the different words to use for being
2: like whiskey or being drunk to or being something drunk, like that yeah, it was so and, funny yeah it
1: was so so many words yep.
2: yeah and there was a whole little section of how of how Americans were depicted as yes. an American coming over. Yeah. So Americans were seen as doing things fast and always having Everyone their iPads, had iPads out and, 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 and yeah. test
1: driven. Yeah. 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 So
2: it was so for us to be over there too. It was fun to see the whole thing, mm-hmm. but and it was fun to hear what they laughed at. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was just that whole thing was just.
1: Yeah, that was all, whole. The whole was trip so was cool. very fun. My least favorite part was um, when we were in Edinburgh. Sydney uh, and I were excited because we saw a Starbucks. Oh, so yes. and I love I love iced tea. That's my main drink of choice. So mm-hmm. we even made iced tea when we were at our the apartment we rented yeah. uh, for the week. Mm. But um, the Starbucks drink I ordered a, a extra large a Trenta, black iced tea with sweetener in it. I don't know what they did to that thing, but it was <laughs> disgusting.
2: It happened to me too. I ordered a cotton candy frappuccino, yeah. and I taste. It. I'm like, what is it this? It looked like a strange. Purple smoothie. But it it tasted so bad. So I was like, yeah, can I get another, can I get another, um, what is it, squirt? What do they call that? Another? Another pump of raspberry. And I tried to get, I was thinking about that this morning for some reason. Probably because it popped up. Mm Mm-hmm. And I tasted it again and I was like, no. So I think I threw it away. (laughs) Now, for reference, I ordered a hot tea. Yeah. And that (laughs) was great.
1: Culturally (laughs) appropriate. Yeah, Yeah, that's
2: exactly right.
1: So it's very fun to reminisce about.
2: It is. That was a great trip. Um, I'm going to talk today about one of my favorite songbirds, which is the cardinal. The cardinal. Like the clergy. No, no. Like the little bird.
3: Oh, I get confused.
2: Yeah. It's, um... Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, I always go out in the morning and <laughs> the cardinals are eating out of our birds here. <laughs> and they're full regalia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so did it again. Though. I did it again. It's funnier when you picture it in your head, though.
2: It is. <laughs> so they're um, a medium-sized songbird, about eight or nine inches long, between a sparrow and a robin. And it's actually called the Northern Cardinal but more commonly known as just the Cardinal. The Northern Cardinal is also more commonly just known as the Cardinal. It's also called the Redbird or the Virginia Nightingale, but I don't think you're going to hear those those names very often.
1: I always thought the Redbird was different. There, is, I think there is a Redbird that's different than a Cardinal, that doesn't have the fun... Crest? Crest.
2: <laughs> the, um... I don't know. We would have to look that up. Or maybe the listener can look that up if they're so inclined. So it lives about three to five years. And the males are the ones that people probably most commonly think of with when you say the cardinal. Mm-hmm. They're a brilliant red color. They have raced crests on their heads, a black mask on their face and throats, and a cone-shaped bill that is an orange-red color. And the males are slightly larger than the females.
3: I think that cardinals are probably the bird I see most on, like Christmas. You do anything? Yeah, I think so too. Because it's the I think it's the, because it's the stark red against the the white. The white. I was just thinking any Christmas card I yep. see is usually um, got cardinals puzzles. on it. Puzzles. Yep. yep. Any kind of like paintings that have birds on them. Yeah. We, we of course have uh, Christmas paintings out all year.
2: Right. Because Christmas the is winter awesome.
3: scenes. Yep. they're winter scenes they're not christians
2: (laughs) (laughs) they're whatever we need them to be the females then are a light brown overall with warm reddish tinges on their wings tails and their crest they have dark coloration around their eyes and beak and they also have a cone-shaped orange red bill now the cardinal is a state bird of the most states there are seven states that claim it as their state bird Wow. wow i know right
3: i know virginia does
2: Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, North Carolina, Ohio, Virginia, and West Virginia. Wow. Interestingly, Kentucky was the first state to name a state bird, which was the cardinal, in 1926. Cardinals do not migrate, thus seeing them in those snowy pictures and those snowy scenes. Mm-hmm. They stay year-round within their range They like to inhabit the woodland edges and grasslands that have thickets and shrubbery so they can hide and nest in them. They're also found in close proximity to humans, due in large part to the fact that food is provided to them in the backyard feeders. They're found throughout the eastern and central regions of America, which I thought was interesting. I'd be curious as to why they're not in the west as much, but... um, didn't look that up, so another interesting thing. His personality is described as being fiery. It's a fiery personality. It will aggressively defend their territory against other cardinals during the mating and nesting seasons, and the males have been known to fight their own reflections in windows for hours. <laughs> so, if you see this occurring, it is suggested to cover the window. Or put up a non-reflective coating to stop the cardinal from hurting itself. Because they will actually hurt themselves. Um,
3: they are very... Just, just thinking about our bird feeders. They'll chase all the other little birds away.
2: The little ones. Yep. Um, the bigger ones they are a little more um, submissive toward.
3: Right. Well, I mean like when you've got like, something like a woodpecker perch there. Right, the yeah. cardinal isn't going to... He's going to mess with them. Yeah. But
2: yeah, the little chickadees mm-hmm. and the goldfinches and those kind of things. Yes, they do. So, like the robin, cardinals tend to be ground feeders. They mostly eat seeds, insects, and berries. Although their diets can be varied, they feed on many different insects, including beetles, true bugs, really not sure what true bugs are, but...
3: Um, actual bugs. Actual bugs. <laughs> true bugs. True bugs. True
2: bugs. Grasshoppers. Caterpillars, ants, flies, and many others, including spiders, centipedes, and snails. So again, we just love them. Most of their diet is vegetable matter, although, including seeds of weeds and grasses, waste grain, leaf buds, flowers, and many berries and wild fruits. So they are a friend to the person, a friend to the people. (laughs) The young are fed mostly insects. So, the cardinal will come to bird feeders. Its favorites are sunflower and safflower seeds. They also like suet, fresh berries, and cracked corn. And I saw a note to avoid the mixed seed bags that contain a lot of fillers that cardinals and other birds will not eat.
1: Yep, that's what I've learned over the years. Because
2: otherwise, your whole porch toss, will be covered with them. Right. Yes, they and, just toss it out.
1: And they'll start growing in
3: your ground the next year.
2: That's right. right under your porch that have... <laughs> That, out that is funny,
3: because they'll they'll use their beaks and scoop out whatever they, yeah. want, whatever they, don't, they don't want, want and yeah. our porch is a mess because that of it. Cracked yeah. corn is interesting, because I remember the Jimmy cracked
1: corn.
2: And you don't care? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Um, so, one of the things that it also noted was to make sure your bird feeder can support the weight of a larger bird without tipping and that it has a flat surface or perch for them to comfortably sit on while eating and don't place it more than five feet above the ground, generally speaking. Your finger. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the perch. There you go, buddy. And in the winter months, when they no longer are mating and nesting, cardinals will form flocks to find food. Now, interestingly, I was thinking about our backyard bird feeders, and we have one that is just like a large... Dish, round, really dish is. kind of yeah. bird Suspended feeder.
3: Suspended dish.
2: Yes. And they like that. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense because it showed different, in my research, it showed different houses that are good for um, for the cardinal, for its size, its weight, and where it likes to perch. And um, that wasn't one of them, but they really like that one.
1: Right. But birds. I get different type of bird feeders specifically so that smaller birds and bigger birds can... Right eat without being bugged by each other. Right. right.
2: So, to, yes. Go ahead. Uh, yes, because the smaller birds, you have some with that fencing around it, right. so the smaller birds can get in right. safely and just sit and eat, and the bigger birds can't get to it. Yeah, and I have to say, with the dish, it is hilarious
4: to see them literally toss yeah. bird seeds. Like, they will toss them in the air, <laughs> and it's just hilarious, right. especially if there's a number of them, and they're right. just tossing bird seeds right. all over and the place. And it's fun
3: for them because some of them, I guess, have, like, favorite types that they like, right. so you'll see them land and then hop around a little bit trying to find like the seed there that was. they like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and also scoop and yeah.
2: and toss them. and not
3: knock and the dump. seeds they don't want
2: yeah. Yeah, scoop and dump. Yeah. yeah. so the cardinal pairs are monogamous and they'll usually stay together throughout the year they are usually physically close to each other which i thought was interesting so if you see one and not the other the other was probably close by interesting yeah i thought that was kind of neat the nest is usually well hidden in dense shrubs, vines, or low trees, placed three to ten inches. I'm sorry, three to ten inches. <laughs> That'd be a little three to ten feet above the ground. Sometimes a little higher. The nest is built by the female. It's an open cup made of twigs, weeds, grass, bark strips, leaves, rootlets, and lined with fine grass or hair. They will not nest in birdhouses. Up until this point, we have all it's every every bird that I've come across. You can provide a birdhouse for them to nest, and it will use that. The the cardinals will not nest in birdhouses. They are good parents. The male is fiercely protective of the female and hatchlings until the hatchlings leave the nest. So here's a couple little interesting facts. It is incredibly rare, but on occasion there will be a yellow cardinal. And I brought a picture up so that you can see what that... Isn't that it's cool? So wow. pretty. Yeah. yeah, it's a
3: very vibrant yellow. It is so. a
2: very vibrant, red. just like it's a very vibrant red. It's a very vibrant yellow, and it it's very rare. But apparently, if it happens, it becomes national news for bird lovers everywhere. Oh wow! So if you, if you Watch find out one for of those. That, huh? yeah. So yeah, that'd be so cool it's to It's
1: Instagrammable.
0: It is. Right. It
2: is. <laughs> the cardinals molt at least once a year to replenish damaged feathers, in which they lose some or all of their feathers for a couple of weeks. And they sometimes look as if they've gone bald. I also have a picture of that. It's a little bit sad. It's Aww. very sad. guy. If, if you think about it, I mean, there's gorgeous colors, right? There's feathers, the crest, all of it. To have a little bald bird is a little bit sad. But I did want to end on that, so I now have some culture facts. Cardinals are popular mascots, like the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team. As well as minor league sports teams, schools like Ball State University, University of Louisville, Wesleyan University, etc., and businesses. Lots of lots of opportunity. For whatever reason, these birds strike a chord in the hearts of Americans, and they and like the, to uh,
3: oldest NFL team. Yeah, still Arizona Cardinals. Yep, which That's used right. to be
1: the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yep, there are probably no Cardinals in Arizona based on your where they live, based, based on, on what you said where they live. but because of the the, the franchise, franchise move. move. Yeah. Now they're that the Cardinals so in Arizona. Funny. So I wonder if there are Cardinals in Arizona other than the football team.
2: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's interesting. And then the final thing I wanted to talk about before playing the Cardinals song was um, Christmas. Cole brought it up a little earlier. I love seeing Cardinals and Christmas scenes with the snow all around them. We live, like I had said before, in the midst of a pine forest. With lots of shrubs around. So we've actually taken photos of cardinals in the snow. They're gorgeous. And we've seen them at our bird feeders. So these these little guys are just a lot of fun. They're beautiful.
1: They are awesome. Little
2: awesome critters. All right. So I'm going to now play a cardinal song. Let me...
1: So it's what's, what's give bit. us some context for what this Cardinal song is. It's the Cardinals singing their
3: song. It's, it's the Cardinals a, actually singing. It's a Cardinal. Oh, okay. It's
2: a bird tweeting. Yeah, it's not like no, Rockin' Robin. Mean, you
3: guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys have had songs like that you've yeah. in the past. I was like, is there a Cardinal song too? Yeah. There may be. Rockin'
2: Cardinal. Tweeting. <laughs> no, no, that's Rock and Robin. Okay, here we go.
3: very pretty it,
2: it's beautiful sounds and they there's they've quite a lot of different they have a sounds. variety
3: of sounds yeah right
2: did you say our cat was oh my goodness I was playing this earlier and um, we have a little tortoiseshell cat autumn autumn how old is autumn now like uh, 12 12? yeah and um, and her little head perked up and I, I mean I've been doing this for a while so I've played different songs of birds and really haven't seen much of a reaction. But her little head popped up, and she was looking around, and her eyes were really big, <laughs> and I did it. I mean, there's a little, what, 27 seconds there of song. And she, and she remained alert the entire time, so I thought that was kind of funny. She
1: generally likes to chirp back at birds.
2: Yeah, she is, but she did not do that today. No. No, yeah. no chirping back. But she does like to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that very fun look Ooh. into the Cardinals.
3: All right, so, speaking of no, I, I, don't, I don't have a good <laughs> tradition. Speaking of birds, I guess, there are birds in South America. There are. <laughs> yep. <laughs> lots of birds. Lots of brightly colored birds. Very That's brightly straight. colored. Very brightly colored birds. Um, so I'm continuing my series of off-brand tourism in the United States. Now, the the site that I'm thinking of is in the U.S., Um, But what it's based on, or not necessarily based on, but what it reminds us of is in South America. So what do you think the most, to you guys, iconic, maybe monument or site in South America is? Not Central America. South South America.
1: America. Um, There's the, in Rio de Janeiro, there's the big Jesus
3: statue. The Cristo Redentor. Yes.
1: There's the Amazon
3: rainforest and Mm -hmm. river. Yep, it There's is the llamas and alpacas. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the llamas and alpacas. You do love llamas. Um, uh, yeah, apparently are, I Those do. are your favorite. <laughs> right. um, but it is the Cristo Redentor that I am thinking of. Because I think it's probably the most iconic yeah. South am- South American. Um, man-made, man-made thing.
1: Man-made mm-hmm.
3: thing. Um, so, there is a number of kind of the <laughs> t Christs. Throughout the uh, the United States. Oh. So,
1: a statue of Christ with his arms out, which it would be shaped like a T. Right. Okay. And
3: in this case, like the Cristo Redentor, not on a cross. Right. Just with his arms extended in kind of a, like a welcoming or embracing right. um, kind of image. And this is called Christ of the Ozarks, which is in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Hmm. Uh, the statue is in a similar pose and is 67 feet tall. Oh,
2: wow. Okay.
3: Which is... How how large do you think the Cristo Redentor is? I'd say
1: 150
4: feet tall. Freaking no huge. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Freaking huge. It is 125 feet tall. Wow, okay. Yeah, pretty tall. So it is... And Freaking it's way east. up on a, on a hill, right? Yeah. So it makes yes. it even look bigger. Yeah. Um, so Christ of the Ozarks is about half that size, 67 feet tall, which is still a respectable... Yeah, it is. Uh, respectable size. So the Christ of the Ozarks statue was dedicated in 1966 and was the first attraction built for the Great Passion Play Religious Theme Park, which I have not heard of religious theme parks before.
1: First attraction. So I wonder what other ones they've built, <laughs> like the Noah's Ark one, like, like you, like yeah.
3: A, yeah. Well, I mean, it's in Eureka Springs, and there's a number of kind of interesting attractions that are in Eureka. Oh, is Springs. that right? Yeah, interesting. Um, so it stands atop the magnetic mountain, facing west, blessing the town of Eureka Springs. Um, a gesture of thanks from Gerald L K Smith the man who searched the country looking for a town that would allow its construction.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
3: So the Christ of the Ozarks is the third tallest Jesus in the world, surpassed only by two, as it says here, mega messiahs <laughs> in South America. <laughs> <laughs> They're I'm both, like in, South, both okay. in South America.
0: America.
3: Hmm. So it's already perched at an altitude of 1,500 feet, and it stands an additional 67 mm. feet, According to rumor or legend, it originally had feet, but they had to be removed to lower the statue to its current height, otherwise Jesus, by law, would have a red warning beacon bolted to his head.
2: For the flights? For yep. the airplanes? Because yeah. it was
3: already at too high an altitude.
2: So funny. <laughs> yeah, you really don't want that on your Jesus' your On your red Jesus' beacon. statue, yeah. yeah. A red, on the head, especially. Yeah.
3: Um, so to build this Jesus, well, I guess maybe better than the hands.
2: Nice nickels.
3: Um, to build this big Jesus, Smith hired Emmett Sullivan, who claimed to have been part of the team that sculpted Mount Rushmore, which we talked about last week. Um, although his pre, although his precise role is somewhat obscure, his previous, his biggest previous solo work. Was the Menagerie of Prehistoric Lizards in Dinosaur Park in Rapid City, South Dakota. Which we have our own dinosaur land. We do. <laughs> yeah, our own menagerie of uh, large dinosaur statues. S- sculpted in cement. S- sculpted in cement. <laughs> uh, which is very exciting With for With little
2: boys everywhere, love yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah, because yep, yeah, you hit. can go
1: inside of them, which is really fun.
3: Yep. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Inside their teeth. Some of the visiting tourist ladies were asked what they thought of Christ of the Ozarks, and they told them that its eyes were dead and lacked passion.
2: (laughs) Oh, well, that's a little critical. Right.
3: (laughs) Um, But... What crest the Ozark lacks in warmth, he makes up for in bulk. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. <fun>. Nice. <laughs> this is um, this is from Roadside America, okay. uh, which funny. is just a great resource in general. If you wanna, if you wanna check out any of the, um, I know that you had your your kind of roadside attractions going through the country, so mm. this is a great resource for that. But Sullivan built him with more than two million pounds of mortar and steel. The blessed head alone weighs. tons.
0: Good grief. And according
3: to the story of the building of the great statue available in the great passion play gift shop, uh, as many as three cars can be hung on either of its outstretched wrists without damage. Wow. Wow.
2: It's a sturdy one.
3: But they don't suggest you do that. No, they don't. (laughs) It says here that Christ of the Ozarks is not built for cuddling but built for an end-of-the-world smackdown with Satan. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: wow. This is some review they did. This yeah, is
4: a- I know. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Uh,
3: after completing Christ to the Ozarks, Sullivan went back to sculpting dinosaurs. He built the Brontosaurus at the Waldrug and the Big Beasts at the nearby Dinosaur World, then died in 1970. So the great passion play theme park keeps Jesus open and available 24-7 as a free attraction On the way to see him, visitors can visit a slab of the Berlin Wall and a handmade replica of the Liberty Bell along the road. And they can pay their respects to Smith and his wife who are buried within the shadow cast by their mighty Messiah. So some other things to check out in Eureka Springs, the slab of the Berlin Wall, like we mentioned, uh, the Sacred Arts Museum, and the Great Passion Play, which is the aforementioned theme park. So like visiting the... Statue of Crazy Horse, if you go, there's definitely enough things to do that you can fill up some time and uh, just kind of explore the area and have a good time. That sounds fun.
4: Well, moving from Arkansas to California, one of the most highly anticipated Disneyland attractions was and is the Jungle Cruise, which opened in Adventureland at Disneyland Park on July 17th, 1955. It was one of the few attractions not based on a Disney animated film, and it was inspired by the film The African Queen. Not based, but inspired. So originally Walt Disney wanted to have real, live, breathing, exotic animals in the ride. As was his way. As was his way. But after consulting um, some animal specialists, um, he realized that that was not going to be possible. Um, So he... So instead, they the solution to the problem was to rely on auto animatronics for the animals. That way, they didn't have to um, worry about all kinds of stuff that real animals. (laughs) Thinking of
3: the animals that we come across in that ride, um, giant boa constrictor, hippos, alligators, hippos, large yeah, large crocodiles, yeah, all those things. Yeah, Indian
2: and African elephants, right? Yeah.
3: Yep. I'm satisfied at the decision to make them um, animatronics.
4: Yep. Yeah. Imagineer and um, Imagineer Morgan Bill Evans was also consulted by Walt Disney for the creation of Jungle Cruises Landscape. Evans wanted to create a Hollywood jungle. Um, This type of jungle would contain exotic plants, trees, and more to create the atmosphere of the dangerous, foreign, and exciting lands. Yeah, Adventureland was even moved from the east side to the west side of the park to use large eucalyptus trees into the attraction. These trees would grow to help the exotic plants to function and live inside the Hollywood jungle. So let me jump to Disney World.
3: Our favorite.
4: Yeah, favorite, that's right. We've been on the Jungle Cruise many times there. Yes. After the Jungle Cruise opened in Disneyland, guests... Raved about the attraction, and another version opened in Magic Kingdom on October 1st, 1975. Okay, so that was 20 years later. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the um, Disney, so the Jungle Cruise at Walt Disney World is set at a Depression-era British outpost on the Amazon River, operated by the fictional company, the Jungle Navigation Company. Whose advertisement poster is painted on the wall near the exit of the attraction. Um, so, going into the ride, you will see like this: these old televisions and different broadcasts about animals. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, Disney World and Disneyland have different broadcasts, and the one at Disney World is different because it's ride-specific. Also, unlike Disneyland, the queue no longer extends to a second level. The skippers at Magic Kingdom don't carry revolvers with blanks in them. Apparently they used to do that. Oh my. Yeah. Um, That's interesting. The real guns have been replaced with realistic looking props.
3: Oh, so they carried real guns just... With blanks. With blanks.
4: Right. And when did that change? Uh, it does not say, but I imagine... Okay. At, yeah. Interesting. A
3: reasonable time, hopefully.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Near the hippo pool, a piece of a... Down plane can be seen along the shoreline. Apparently, there's a hidden Mickey on the plane. This is the back of the half of the Lockheed Model Twelve Electra Junior that can be seen or previously seen in the Casablanca scene in on the great movie ride at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Disney
2: used to be right,
4: exactly. All right, some Jungle Cruise fun facts. Walt Disney was inspired by Jungle Cruise to always improve and change attractions to keep guests coming back. This happened after Disney um, heard a mother tell her young son, who was pointing at the Jungle Cruise and wanting to go in, No, honey, we already did that last time we were here.
1: Yeah, my understanding is that the script, the first script, because the Jungle Cruise um, pilots, captains, whatever. Skippers. Skippers. The Jungle Cruise Skippers followed a set script for years. But when he heard that, he told the Jungle Cruise Skippers to improvise. Yes. And they started to improvise in a funny way. And then it kind of took off that direction. So it wasn't intended originally to be funny. But when he found out that people were like not that interested because it it would be the same thing over and over again, he said, okay, let's make it a little bit different.
4: Yeah, Exactly. Um, during the holiday season, and I know we talked about uh, this before, that. the yeah. Jungle Cruise turns into the Jingle Cruise at yeah. both Disneyland Park and Magic Kingdom. This is a more festive version of the boat ride. It and is. They've been
1: doing that for years at yes. Disneyland.
3: They just started
1: that. I think well, it's only been two or three years they've oh, really? been doing it at Walt Disney World.
3: See, I'm always a little disappointed that they don't do it for Halloween, too. Yeah, they yeah would It would be fun. so fun. They could call it Jungle Booze.
0: That's so uh-huh, B-O-O-S. was <laughs> thinking B-O-Z-E. <laughs> yeah. right. No, I was not thinking I think that. I, I was
3: thinking like uh, a boo. The boo. Yeah. Like boo to you. Yes, that's right. They're missing an opportunity. Yes, right. obviously. Okay, and maybe
2: now they'll listen to our podcast I know, and do it's it. like,
3: it's a dark jungle. So many fun halloween yeah. kind of environments, but... Yeah.
2: So uh, another fun
4: be. fact, which actually relates to something else that happened recently. Um, in 2004, one of the boats... The Sankura Sandy actually sank at the Magic Kingdom Jungle Cruise. But the boat still runs today. And recently, another boat sank. Yes, yeah, right. And apparently the skipper stayed in character the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And the guests loved it. Yes. Now, the water's only like... I don't know. Ankle a foot, to...
2: Yeah, it's like a foot deep, yeah. isn't it? Well,
1: it, it goes as deep as eight feet when you get over to some of the animatronic areas. Okay. But the area they were in, I would think, was only... It was like knee-deep or less, basically. Because yeah. you actually, could see them walking out, uh-huh. and they kind of had to lift their their pants up of some, <laughs> so...
4: Yeah, and actually that relates to another one. Um, another fun fact, which is the waters of the rivers isn't really as dirty as it looks. Disney adds a mucky green dye to disguise how shallow the water really is in some areas and
1: to disguise the fact that i'm sorry to say all the boats are on tracks
4: yeah they're
3: not actually piloted by the skipper
4: that is right
3: yep you can kind of tell because when they're turning the boats they just go crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah
2: Yeah. it's like turn
4: turn 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 (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's not as insane as if it had been not on tracks sometimes it seems like the animal's eyes are glowing Right, and you think it's like this high tech special effect. They're really just marbles with a with reflective coating.
1: Oh, like the tiger as uh, you're going yeah. into the um, the the cave part. Yeah. His eyes sometimes glow. Oh, that's yeah. true.
3: Yeah. So yeah. it just must be the reflection of other lights there. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Exactly. That's interesting.
4: So, so do you remember in line again at Disney World? There's a large caged tarantula. Oh yes. Yes. yes, yes. And at Christmas time, they put like a little hat on it, <laughs> you know? but it does move. Yes. yes. So, apparently, um, Susan Vaness, according, um, which I think I wrote a book. Anyways, but she recommends to ask a cast member about it for an interesting story.
3: Interesting. Interesting. So, that's a fun thing. When we can get back to Disney World. (laughs) I
2: remember standing in line and um, a little girl came over to the tarantula and it jumped. And she, and she just. Froze. Yeah. Well, she her eyes got she got scared, (laughs) and I was like, "Oh, honey, honey, no, no, no! It's not. It's it's just. It's not real. It's just okay. It's it's you know, because you know you don't want a child to be afraid of a Disney ride because of something. She was pretty young too. She was. Yeah. It's okay. It's just a funny, silly little little not real, not (laughs) not so little. Yeah, not so little.
4: Giant, larger
3: than your hand size. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And to continue, and um, just for some skipper stories, so dad got. These um, books for his birthday called "Skipper's Stories: True Tales from Disneyland's Jungle Cruise" by David John Marley, and they are little snippets from all kinds of um, people who were skippers um, across the years. Oh, that's fun! And some have little fun stories. Some have just like fun things to say. So here are just some um, little little things. From them. So just to summarize rather than um, to read quotes because this whole entire thing, I mean, it's just go, go, of, yeah, go look at quotes. It. Right. Yes, it's hilarious. But um, to summarize, some of these quotes are from like the, like the 1990s and such to early 2000s. So um, this was probably around the time when Walt said, um, go ahead and improvise. <laughs> So, uh, some of the skippers said, you know, some of the jokes hit, sometimes they didn't. And it's really interesting how um, they said you had to have a personality for it. Mm -hmm. Because it's basically, if your your jokes don't hit, it's basically a whole boat full of people just staring at you.
2: Yep. And you have to be able to handle it.
4: Yes. Yes. You have to keep going, you have to keep trying, you have to see what works. Um, Another interesting thing, as I was reading um, this book, was a quote from someone who said that the internet ruined... The Jungle Cruise. No, so so you don't, Dad. Don't say it because I know I told it to you. But what do you think that that
2: means?
1: That people could see the scripts. That's what I was guessing too. Yeah. So yeah. that was
2: Dad's. Anything else? That I would guess just that they've they've well, You can see the whole thing. I'm sure people uh-huh. have videotaped the entire thing. Right. So so going off of that, this is
4: where my HR hat comes on. Um, if they say anything inappropriate. Or say any inappropriate jokes, it will be all over the internet. So they could no longer improvise quite as like as they might have as in the freely. Past. yeah. Yes, good point. yeah. yeah, so that was funny. Um, they have all kinds of like um, they had games that they would play with guests. They apparently um, it's a I don't know if it's a nightly thing or a daily thing, but they have to constantly scoop out phones. From the bottom, oh my god, that's <laughs> so funny. Oh, wow. So sometimes they would play with the old phones or whatever, and uh, or like fake phones. Where um, I don't know, there are some stories about them like throwing phones, making jokes, and throwing phones into the water, and guests uh. would freak out. But you know, it's already like a dead phone or whatever. Uh, okay. so. Yeah, it's just like a prop phone at yeah. that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And um, and one last thing. So I thought this was interesting. Where back in the day, you know, there were more men working um, different Mm -hmm. jobs than women. So apparently, not a lot of women worked the Jungle Cruise until a certain point. Until it was Sue Barnaby, a 15-year Disneyland veteran, a woman who knew all the skippers and got along with them, who broke the gender barrier. And she was the perfect person to be the first female skipper at the world-famous Jungle Cruise. Apparently, she made a trip to Disney World, saw that they had female skippers... And said, well, "Why can't we have that at Disneyland?" Hmm. So then she went back, and
3: good for Disney World. I know, World right? And With a pat
4: on your back, Big <laughs> exactly. And so um, that one's our favorite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it it has an interesting history of like, um, in different quotes from women, you know, the girls who were some of the first skippers there. That is interesting.
2: That would be very interesting to yeah. hear that.
4: Yeah. So um, this book, you know, check out this book. It's very interesting. It has a a lot of history to it, the ride itself, and it's very fun. I know um, I don't know. It was fine for a while, but then at some point it became really funny again. And I don't I don't quite know when that was, but we we have learned we've loved it yeah. for years and years and years yeah. and constantly go back.
1: So the, the skipper has some flexibility latitude as to mm-hmm. which jokes they pick yeah. and to how to improvise and they have a like a whole set of scripts that they can kind of pick from Mm -hmm. so that skipper and their kind of like demeanor Mm -hmm. really makes or breaks the uh ride itself so you could get a kind of a uh an okay one Mm -hmm. or you can get a super funny one yeah and um
2: and we've had all of them we've We've had had all kinds of that's right so
1: to me it's always worth going on to see what you're going to get yeah um a lot i'd say there's a fair overlap in the in the jokes but sometimes somebody will say something you had not heard before even though Mm -hmm. we've been on it on it a number of times.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, it's always, it's, it's, I've never been on one that was not funny at all. Yeah. I mean, they're, and it's this retro ride, yeah. right? They're it's not trying a classic to ride. Be, yeah. Exactly. They're, they're just, they're, they They're not trying to be edgy
3: or anything. Yeah. So they you know.
2: recognize this retro one that, that it's, it's aging animatronics, yes. but, but it's, that's the fun of it, right. exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: it'll be interesting to see the movie. There's Jungle Cruise, the movie coming out in 2021, oh. assuming that time frame holds, with um, Dwayne like, the Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt in the lead role mm. so, Oh, that's right. Yes. And, and their previews for that show some of the classic um, puns, the back jokes. Jokes. Of water. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly from um, from the the ride. So that'll yeah. be interesting to see.
0: Yeah.
1: So that's very fun. Very fun topics for the week. Our future festivities are for the week of June 8th. June 8th, June 8th is National Best Friends Day. June 9th is National Donald Duck Day. Yeah. June 10th is National Ice Tea Day. June 11th is National Corn on the Cob Day. June 12th is National Jerky Day. June 13th is National Kitchen, Kitchen Klutzes of America Day.
3: And June 14th is National Flag Day. So we hope this summer you can go to somewhere special. Happy, Happy Travels!
0: Yeah, Sleeps tonight hey, Oh